ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 278 of the Drunk Dash Reds Podcast. I'm your host as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gable. What's up, buddy? Hey, Tyler. I am alright. At the moment, I have been playing some bits of games this week, though. Maybe not as much as I would like to, after spending so much on actually acquiring games. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> funny during the past week, where I probably actually have played a bunch. But, uh, yeah, I'm doing alright, man. How about you? Doing alright? Uh, I've played a uh, decent amount of games this week. Um, none of them su- super long, but I'm playing some. and uh, It's some exciting news. I was telling you before the show, but uh, tickets have been purchased. Uh, room is booked. I am uh, officially going to Las Vegas at the beginning of August. August 2nd through the 5th, to be exact. Uh, Going to go for the Talking Ship 10-year anniversary. Nice. Uh, and for those of you guys that have been listening long enough or might remember, uh, Jake, uh, the guy that we started the show with, um, I am rooming with him. We are we are getting separate beds. Just want to make sure that that is out there. And he will lure uh, you into the darkness, like always. Yes. Yeah, we're, I'm sleeping with light on. Lights on at all time. Uh, that's rule number one. And we have to be facing each other at every point, at every, every opportunity that's possible. And um, if he tempts you to play Dungeons and Dragons, you will run promptly away. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. I'll just sleep in the hallway. Or I'll just uh, knock on the guy next door next to me and I'll just sleep in his room or something. I don't know. Figure it out. Or hopefully her, her room. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, yeah, but that's pretty exciting. Uh, not, not a lot going on with me. Same old, same old. Uh, drinking some delicious beer though ready to record an episode here so let's go ahead and jump on into that uh, we'll do, we'll do, let's do the games first then alright um, I'll go ahead and I'll run through mine because I haven't played uh, I think I can go through mine fairly quickly uh, played some more Mario Tennis Aces um, getting better at that I started doing more of the uh, regular Mario Tennis rules instead of like the realistic rules that I was doing last week and that's been really fun uh, where I have been I've been getting into like the third round and the finals more often, uh, where I was playing the realistic rules. Uh, getting to the getting past second round was uh, very difficult, uh, but I'm fine with that still. Um, I don't know how long. I'm, you know, I don't know if I'm. It's not something I'm playing like all the time. Every every day, I'll pick it up, and play a few matches every other day or so. Um, but the only real issue I have is the they have the rule about like. You can break someone's tennis racket, and you win by KO. Yeah. And you you win that by doing, like, super shots and doing, like, special, like, slowdown shots. And if you don't counter them and counter at the right time, you can break your racket or do enough damage that'll break over time. And a lot of people, like, that's how they play the game. They just play, they just build up their meter to do these do these special shots. And uh, it, uh, that's the only... That's the only real issue I have is just those people that like, and I understand it's not really cheating or not cheap, but it's just what I, I like playing people that are just like, we're, we're going to play like a real, like we're I'm going to outwit you. That's kind of, I like the simple one because of that, but I, I, I'm better at the regular game, but, and there's some other things that say strip out of the uh, regular game too, that I like a lot. Like, do you have like your trick shots you can do, uh, things like that, but yeah, that's that's the one thing I have trouble with. Is is that is just because it's just it's hard to let the because if you let it if you don't go back you just lose that that you lose that set or you lose that score. But yeah, that's the one main issue I have. It's just you, it feels to me it feels cheap. 
maybe it's because right. I, I don't I don't like doing it. I I just like like let's just try to outplay each other and let's do this legit in a way. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm still having fun with it. Or that's just a small gripe I have. But I haven't seen that like all the time, but I see it enough to where it's an issue uh, for me. Like as soon as I, I realize I'm playing one of those types of people, where it's like you're just setting us up to do uh, your your special attacks. It's like ah oh, man, okay. Like, I almost, almost want to, like, let you win just so we can get this match over with. Um, but I played a few other games this week. I've actually put a decent amount of time into. Uh, I'm going to... Uh, I played the Infectious Madness of Dr. Decker, which I'll talk about next week. Okay. Um, I, I still want to play some more of that. But there's two games that I did actually um, play and complete um, this week. One is uh, all, The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit, which is okay. a game... One of the games I was, list, I was most looking forward to coming out of uh, E3, it is uh, from the Don't Nod guys. Uh, for people that listened to us for the last few years, know, or just in the last year or so, um, I have raved about the Life is Strange series. And these are the guys, they made their Life is Strange, their first series, with like Max and Chloe. And I, and I really liked it. Uh, and then, uh, who made, Deck Nine made Life is Strange Before the Storm, which was like one of my top ten games of last year. It was a fantastic game. Uh, but it was a prequel to Life is Strange. Well, this is uh, this is a free download. Came out Monday. Um, it's on PC, PS4, and uh, Xbox One. Um, but it's technically a demo. But uh, it is essentially the um, the uh, prologue or not prologue. I don't know what it, what what it, was it, what's the intro. I don't really know what you want to call it. Introductory thing to like Life is Strange Two. Yes, exactly. Um, so. Like I said, it's free to download. Uh, it can take you anywhere from probably an hour to maybe two hours at most. Uh, but what it is is you you play as this kid. Uh, I think his name is, I believe his name is Chris, um, and uh, he is he's he's probably I think he's ten. He's ten years old, and he starts off with, like he has all these action figures. He has a wild imagination, and he he thinks he's a, he's a, his alter ego as uh, Captain Spirit. And he always plays with his toys, and he's always, like, uh, to the rescue. And you can make decisions about how he interacts with his toys and other things like that. Um, but he's just, like, the super, you know, bright-eyed kid. Like, he's just happy all the time. And But he, he, he's living in, like, a kind of a broken home where uh, you learn some things later on. Um, I don't really know much of spoilers at all because it's not super long. And I, a lot of this, I guess, doesn't have to do with Life is Strange 2, which is where a lot of people are confused about is how much... Because Chris isn't the main character of, I guess, Life is Strange 2. But they haven't really said about... Some things you did in this will affect the game. Uh, but we don't really know what it is. But he has his dad. Um, who, he, like, starts off, he's making him breakfast. And uh, his dad's drinking beer. And he pulls out a bottle of uh, whiskey. And he's going to watch the watch the basketball game. And there's a thunderstorm going on, guys. So, sorry if, that, if you hear that. But, um... So, he's his dad's got a drinking problem... But he's just he's just happy kid, and Christmas is coming is coming up, and uh, you're just off doing like so. You get this like list of things you can do. You don't have to do all these, but really, like the main stuff is you have to like make your. Uh, he actually has like a Captain Spirit uh, costume he wears, and you can actually um, create that and design it how you want it to be. Not like super in depth, but you can like make decisions, colors, and uh, what he wears and what he doesn't wear. Uh, but it's just. It's really heartfelt, and it's, I think it's really well done. The characters, once again, don't nod. I think killed it by creating some really cool characters, and the music, once again, is fanta- fantastic. It's, don't nod in the Life of Strange series, as far as licensed music goes, 
uh, is fantastic. I actually like I still listen to both the, both those soundtracks probably at least once a month on Spotify. Uh, mm-hmm. I like pull them up. Daughter, uh, who did a lot of the music from uh, is the band that did a lot of music from Before the Storm. I still listen to a lot. Um, so obviously I'm a bit of a, I'm kind of a bit of a fanboy, I guess, as much as you could be a fanboy for something that's only been around for a few years, but, um, kind of the, the main cusp of it is like him dealing with the situation and essentially, okay, so his mother's, his mother's passed away and you learn this by reading notes and finding things and you're like, you, you kind of learn more and more about what's been going on with his uh, dad and what's going on in the background with like his, his, his other family that's kind of like. They still want to be a part of Chris's life, but ever since uh, his mom passed away, like they've been, like his dad's been distanced from distant from everybody, and he's got a drinking problem. And um, but there's a bunch of events happen, and like, like you, like I don't know. It's hard to talk about because there's a lot, of, like a lot of spoilers in this. Right. But the way it's all kind of ran through, and the, like these episodic things are really hard to talk about in general because they're short. And like I said, spoilers. It's hard to talk about with with spoilers, but. Uh, I just want to say it's free. Check it out. It's really well done. Uh, if you like those style of games, um, kind of Telltale S style uh, walking adventures, walking sims, I guess. I don't. It's, I don't know. If I don't like calling it walking sims, but they're similar to that, I guess. But it, you know, I would say tr- try it out. It's you can fly through it in an hour if you want. I, I wanted to see everything, so it took me closer to two hours. But I, I would say, other than potentially losing an hour of your time, uh, I, I would say check it out. Um, I am. I was already excited for Life is Strange two when the trailer dropped last week, and it was just a teaser. It was, it was just it was just an image of Life is Strange two. It's kind of like what people were freaking out when Metro Prime four. Well, all we got was a logo. I was like, guys, I was, like, it's cool that it's, it's being made, but it's just a logo. But it's just like I saw that. I'm just like, oh. Gable sent me that on Twitter. I'm like, oh fuck. Like I just started freaking out. Like, <laughs> fucking right. Like, I already knew it was coming. They already said it was coming. We knew it was coming soon. We yep. just, I, you know, but coming in September was a shock. But, yeah, uh, it's great. Uh, and I, it's it's good to see that um, you know, there's concerns, obviously. It's like, how are they going to follow this up? It's different. This, they're not, it's a different, uh, it's the same universe, but it's not the same. It's not Max and Chloe. Um, it's not, it's not uh, Rebecca. It's not all those characters. It's totally something, do, something new. You're not in Arcadia Bay anymore. And this is a good first step. I think, um, you know, obviously it's going to be hard to top that, um, that first one and those characters, but, uh, yeah, off to a good start so far. And the other thing I played was in something, it's actually an expansion to my second favorite game of 2017, AKA the still the best game on the switch to the state. Uh, I know I'm in the minority when I say that, uh, Mario and Rabbids kingdom battles, uh, expansion, Donkey Kong adventures, uh, came out Monday to people. So Monday was a big day for me. We got captain spirit and Donkey Kong adventures, but, uh, came out Monday to people that bought the season pass. Uh, Tuesday you can buy it separately. I think it's about season pass. There's 25, um, and you got something some other stuff with it. And if you want to just buy it separately, it's 20 bucks. Um, and it's actually a whole separate thing. Like you can uh, you can play this without even finishing the main campaign. Uh, so how it is is that like I'm not even really explain the story because it doesn't really matter. But basically, uh, uh, Rabbit Peach. Um, gets sucked into with a Beepo, the little uh, Roomba thing that you use to go around the map. You get sucked into the the world of Donkey Kong, and in this, like in in the original one, you had like I think you had eight or nine different party members. Yep. You can only have three at a time, but you can pick through any of them that you want. In this one, all you get all you get is Rabbit Peach, um, Donkey Kong, and Cranky Kong, Rabbit Cranky Kong. Is it Cranky Kong <laughs> Rabbit? I'm not really sure. 
Um, but it's actually kind of funny um, because Cranky Kong, uh, he uses Beepo as like a unicycle. That's how he gets around. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, but uh, so in this, in the first boss in the first world of the original game was uh, there was a rabid Donkey Kong. Uh, and now he's actually the main villain of this, uh, but he's on like he's like rabid Donkey Kong on steroids. Like there's some things that happen to the bananas, and now he's like ultra uh, uh, rabid Donkey Kong. He's like five times bigger than he was in the first one. Um, but it's it's more it's more it's more Mario and Rabbids. So if you want more Mario and Rabbids, this is great. Like I, I'm like did this blow me away? No, uh, it's. Which I really wasn't expecting, I guess. Uh, I, I think my expectations were way too high. Or I was way too hyped up for this because I love the original game so much. That ten months later, uh, almost eleven months later, like I was just like too amped for it. I was like, oh yeah, okay, all right, no, all right. So now, like, I brought it back to earth a little bit, but I still really enjoyed it. Like, I really liked that game. I was a little, just a little upset to find that we couldn't like the stuff that we did, like all of my skill tree stuff, all my money, all my characters. Uh, did not translate over to this, mm-hmm. um, but I guess for people that maybe jumping into it um, or maybe that don't didn't don't really care about that, uh, it's fine. You start from the bottom. You have no money. Bananas are actually currency in this game. Uh, your skill tree is at zero again, but you still have some of your powers. You started off with like you souped up later in the game. You start off with some of that stuff. But uh, the main the main uh, cusp of the game, you could probably beat it. And I think it took me about four hours, five hours maybe. But I did like all the puzzles and. Um, I think I missed like one puzzle piece, so I almost 100%ed it. It probably took me, like I said, four or five hours. Uh, but you can probably fly through it in three hours. Um, but the the main game, like, the the main issues I have with it is they really didn't add any new characters uh, or anything. They added some different, like, styles and, like, different, like, um, issues you can find on the map. Uh, but, like, all the enemies are the exact same. Um, they're just kind of a different uh, uh, can of paint on them, I guess. Uh, they just made them look more like more like uh, uh, characters from Donkey Kong World than than you would see in like the, the original game. But overall, everything is pretty much the same, so it's fairly easy. I didn't really have a challenge, um, right, e- right. even on like the boss fights are really good. I think those are, like there's three mini bosses and there's the main the main boss fights are incredible. I think, but um, those those parts stand out. Uh, but the rest of the game is just it's just more of it. Uh, like I said, I'm perfectly fine with it i really enjoyed it i definitely think it's worth the 20 bucks or 25 whatever it's cost um to have more of that uh i would much rather have a sequel but uh for you know for right now i'm more than happy to have this um there's you can go back into it later and you can do challenges and stuff in it so there's more to do if you want to do that um but i don't know i i would say if you like mario and rabbits and you completed the game um it's definitely worth picking up or if you haven't bought the game yet you can i think you can buy the the Mario Rabbids with the season pass for like sixty bucks now, just pick it up. It's it's definitely worth it. It's it's really good. I, I really like that game, uh, and this expansion was really fun too. And um, some of the cool things they do with like a Donkey Kong. That the Donkey Kong thing actually is that the main one big difference with this, where like he can actually like go up onto like the next uh, levels, and he can actually like swing across, and so he can move across the map uh, pretty pretty quickly and one cool thing you can do is you can actually pick up enemies or pick up like uh um like the bricks they use like for like the hide behind you can actually pick those up and you can toss those at enemies or you can pick up an enemy and throw the enemy at another enemy um or pick up bombs and throw those um so he's, he's pretty cool and then like cranky kong has like a 
uh, basically like a grenade launcher, um, which is pretty cool. So it's definitely different. They did enough to make it, uh, there's enough differences in it to make it worth the purchase. Um, but it, it's like, don't go in there expecting like huge changes or this huge drawn out expansion. I think I read too much, like I said, I read too much into it. People are saying it's supposed to be this and it grew into something much bigger. So I, when I went in there, people were saying it, it's a whole another 10 hours of content. And I'm like, Oh shit. It's like, uh, like the, the original game only took like 30, 35 hours. So you're talking about a whole another third of the game. That sounds great. And come, come find out it's actually three or four hours. So, uh, part of that's my fault. Uh, but still, uh, still really fun so i feel like i'm gonna be more negative than i mean to be but it's still a lot of fun uh but that's what i've been playing gables what about you okay well anyway i've played two games this week one of them dead by daylight so last week i started playing a little bit of dead by daylight the game that i had bought off the playstation store flash sale i've gotten to level 10 with my survivor character meg so i've at least gotten about five to seven perks i've done little things here and there not so bad I've tried playing the killer side of things, like tried out the Trapper and the Wraith, because they are considered to be easy characters to pick up and learn. But uh, as far as fun factor goes, yeah, you know what? Playing as the killer just really sucks, to be perfectly honest with you. Especially when you start out. Because because of the whole 4v1 dynamic and stuff, it seems like to me that survivors have kind of a bit of an advantage when it comes to not only like, knowing what to do in certain spots, but uh, because of my lack of experience playing as the killer, yeah, it's it's kind of a little bit of adjusted uh, adjustment for me to try to just to wrap my head around. Because I think out of the whole bits of matches that I've played as the killer, I think I have have hit, hooked up, like, maybe uh, one or two, can, like, survivors or something like that in all across, like, multiple matches where they actually end up, like, dying or something as a result. Every single match, it feels like there's at least one survivor that escapes. <laughs> so, in that regards and stuff, I just decided to just farm a whole bunch of blood points in that regard and then just try to use it for my survivor character because I want to try to max them out and stuff. But I'm doing it little bits at a time, you know. I'm not really trying to play long durations of that game because it, it starts to frustrate starts to frustrate me after a while because it's that type of a game where you play like little chunks at a time like maybe a couple matches here and there and then just stop (laughs) but the other game this week that i have played an abundance of is south park the stick of truth i started playing the game on the ps4 i have in the last few days I am already to the point where I've already met the Elven faction, and I'm on their side in regards to, in regards to, like, say, the rest of the story stuff. I am currently stuck fighting Al Gore with the whole man pair pig stuff. (laughs) He is the biggest pain in the ass I have played so far. And here's the thing. In sort of, in, on the trophy levels and stuff, most of them are easy enough to achieve and stuff. There's no difficulty changes that are necessary. So I'm mostly enjoying myself playing the game on easy. Even playing the game on easy, going through and trying to face Al Gore with uh, the whole man bear pig quest and stuff. Oh, yeah, he's definitely hard. And it's because he stacks on the bleeding elements on top of, you know, from his whole fake Secret Service people. 
and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's like does the various like uh, stuff to try to debuff your characters and this and that. I don't know why, but even after going through and just using cure potion after cure potion to heal my party, as long as doing ability stuff and even stacking on elements, he always lasts with like maybe a couple turns left to spare, and it really started to piss me off to the extent where I've actually turned off my game a few times because it's like. <laughs> I need a break from it. <laughs> yeah. Um, just so you know about him, uh, he is the hardest uh, enemy in the entire game. He was the very last thing I did when I 100%ed it on the 360. And I still struggled. I was at level, a uh, max on my level, had all the best gear. Still took me about a yep. dozen tries to beat him. So I would I would say at this point in time, you, you should not be fighting him. Because I did the same thing you did, where I went there, I tried fighting yep. him, and I'm like, oh... He's like end bot, like in, like past the end games stuff. Like he, yeah, he's there. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, because he destroys you. Yeah, man. Because currently I'm like at level nine with uh, my characters and stuff yeah. like that. Because I wanted to try him just before I tried to finish the main game. And yeah, that's kind of a big mistake yeah. right there. Because I think the lowest I've gotten him is like about nineteen hundred. Yeah. <laughs> so I've actually gotten him pretty close pretty to actually beat him but uh i'm using the weapon where i have the the uh, bottle weapon and stuff my ranged attack and stuff and i got stacked on with uh fire and i think bleeding as well <laughs> so it's pretty comparable honestly but uh yeah i'm definitely gonna go ahead and just try to skip that as far as collectibles go i'm over halfway with the pokemon stuff I got one more homeless person to find to complete that one quest for South Park, and I need to find two more kindergartners, which I have no idea where they're at now. I found one in the sewer, found a, another couple like over by with the playground and stuff. But uh, did, did, yeah, I need to find the last two. Did you did you find and, uh, Mr. Hankey and his family? Yes, I did find Mr. Hankey and his family, and thank you for reminding me. I just got done doing that whole side mission stuff to find him as a summon. And also, I went through the entirety of the sewer area, and I encountered the crab people. Yes. <laughs> Kid... The one crab person that's, like, just beating on the drum. What, what... But I have no idea how to get the get past that damn boulder, because there's, like, a chimpokum on there, too, and I need to get that. <laughs> what, what's the crab people song? Look like crab, crab. kiss like people? It's like... No, it's like, taste like crab, walk like That's people. what it is, yeah. Okay. <laughs> But, uh, yes, the side mission stuff, the first thing I did when I started off this playthrough, I started off as a mage, I went ahead and I got some of the most easiest side quests out of the way first. So I went ahead and I recruited Jesus, you know, I found Jesus in the church. (laughs) Yeah, that's my favorite part, or one of my favorite parts. I love that. That's one of the first things I do, honestly. I've, let's see. That's the first thing I did, really. After I got out of the first initial stuff with the opening for Koopa Keep, I went ahead and I got the package from Mr. Slave, and I also got like the rosary beads and stuff from finding Jesus in the church. So I already know how to explore stuff. I've unlocked all the travel points, so already completed the quest there for uh, unlocking Timmy and stuff. Sure. I gotta admit, man, one of the best side characters that I've uh, encountered so far for, like, a partner-wise has to be Jimmy. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he's the, he, he sings the songs, doesn't he? He's the yeah. bard. He sings, 
He sings the songs and in the middle of his stuttering and stuff, you have to mash the X button yeah. in order to gather up the stuff. I laugh every time and I feel like such a bad person for doing that because it's like, stuttering is not a, like a <laughs> laughing matter, but at the same time for him, just having to mash the buttons in between him stuttering and stuff so I can go forth and complete the incantation is actually pretty hilarious. That game's brilliant. Oh my gosh, let's see. I have completed a lot of the different side quests already. I've went through the school. I've recruited, like, Token, Tweak, and Craig, obviously. I am in the middle of things trying to recruit the goth kids, but in order to do that, I had to hang the sign of the PTA meeting, but they won't let me hang it unless I investigate the freaking Secret Service Taco Bell crap. (laughs) (laughs) So that's pretty much what I have to do right now, is try to infiltrate the Taco Bell... So I feel like I'm almost, like, halfway through this game. As a matter of fact, I think I am past halfway. Yeah, you're flying through, especially at level 9. Because uh, I think level 20 or 25 is a level cap. And I I remember I hit the level cap well before I finished the game, both times. Let's see. I've done the side quest where I have beaten the Mongolians on top of the freaking yes, like, uh, tower that part's, that part's and stuff great too. to... Uh, God. You know, beat them up so I could scare away. And so I beat up their kids and stuff so they could scare yeah. away. Think it's a bad neighborhood. Goddamn Mongolians. <laughs> yeah, you gotta go. You gotta beat up a child. You gotta beat the Mongolian kids. Really? Breaking nice. down my shitty wall. <laughs> they conquered me last week. Anyway. <laughs> I keep doing that voice at work and stuff because I have coworkers that are big South Park fans and stuff. And when. When I do that and stuff, there's the stitches and stuff because of how accurate I can do it. It's like, and my Koreans conquered me last week. You gotta go, you gotta beat up their kids so they think it's a mad neighborhood. It's so good. <laughs> oh, hi there, Mongolians. Hey, Mongolians. I didn't see here. <laughs> yeah, guys. Uh, Mongolian beef is really yummy. Yes. Mm. It's so good. <laughs> oh, no, I know. That That's one of my. Again. My God. I don't know why. I've watched this game get played through from beginning to end a couple of years ago. I've played a lot of it on Steam. Now I'm playing the PS4 version of it. And and I don't know what it is. It's just how the game plays and all the hidden things hidden there. It's just a fantastic game. I mean, I just cannot believe how good of a licensed licensed TV show game is. You know, because it's so reminiscent to an actual episode of South Park. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, they they nailed it. Oh, boy. Oh, let's see. I'm past the whole alien probe thing, which that that was so fucking funny. I just randomly go through, and it's like you see Randy in the anal probe yep. and stuff, <laughs> and it's like it just goes in this complicated like do 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 do, and then like just accidentally missing. It's like oh god, <laughs> oh gosh, but uh, oh boy, and then I. Complete the side quest of getting Jimmy's flute, and you got to literally... Sl- Actually, you don't beat those Nazi cows. Those Nazi cows just explode. Oh, yeah, they're <laughs> kamikaze yeah, they're wise. Yep. Like, what the yep. hell? Oh, so you've, you've been to the uh, abortion clinic then? No, okay. I haven't yet. Okay. I have not yet. Not the planned, not the, uh, planned Parenthood clinic, yeah. no. But uh, I have... I have encountered the freaking, like, not... <laughs> The whole freaking like uh, Nazi esque alien influence oh, and stuff, yeah. like the whole goo okay. stuff. 
like the crazed man you like encounter upon the alien spaceship. Yep. Okay, what are we talking about now? Who, yep. who leaves the audio logs and stuff, and it's like, I don't know why, but I just keep listening to these audio logs and stuff like that. They mean nothing, but I always just listen to one more just yeah. in case. Yeah, I love the big form of audio logs as they're recording an audio log. And then all of a sudden, eventually, he just eats this green goo and just turns into, <laughs> into like this, like shouting German, like, oh god. My god, man, it's like, playing this game, after playing through the glute of RPGs that I did earlier on this year, it's, it's just definitely refreshing, because the gameplay is very simple as, sort of like a Paper Mario style game, where you have different button presses and stuff to counteract and block enemy attacks, and then maybe do an attack of your own. At some points I felt like I definitely was overpowered, like... When I was doing some of uh, Jimbo side quest things to try to take out some of those monsters, like, uh, oh god, <laughs> taking out that freaking bulldog or something, what it was, like over in Kenny's oh. area. Oh Jesus Christ, that that one was kind of a little bit much okay. for me. Okay. But but uh, I noticed like they just try to tout it off as like some sort of big heavy monsters or something like that, and all of a sudden it's like, oh okay, this is just a regular rat or something with a head of a penis like sewed onto it. <laughs> No, that's Mr. Garrison's penis. Oh God! Oh wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When he when he's it's in the TV show when he wants to become a, he wants to go back to being a man, so they use stem cells yeah. to grow his penis on a on a rat. Oh my God! The penis mm-hmm. mouse. Oh God! That's actually a pretty fun reference because I did not catch that. Then let's see the blood orange bat inside the bottom end of the sewer and stuff. I've already did that. I think I've, oh boy, I think I have maybe two more monsters in order to beat in that side mission and stuff. But yeah, I am absolutely having a ball playing the stick, of, the stick of truth. Even regardless of like, uh, oh, oh boy, getting annoyed a lot by Al Gore inside that freaking Excelsior. The Although, man, it's, it's, it is pretty funny as hell and stuff when he starts the boss battle by showing you slides of global yes. warming. I mean, God, that is brilliant. It always brilliant. flies in. <laughs> and it doesn't do any damage yeah. either. Or maybe it does. Maybe it puts you to sleep or something if you miss time, but it's like... <laughs> I've, like, avoided every single time, it mm. feels like. Oh, man. You know, it's some of my favorite parts of exploring South Park, though is you just find the random, like, houses and stuff that are not affiliated with any of the kids, and then, like, opening, you just see all this, like, crazy stuff. Like, you see these this couple doing it and stuff, and all of a sudden, it's like... You see the dude just, like, masturbating yeah. something on his couch. It's like, what the fuck? Then the one with the freaking... The horse and the guy in the freaking black hood. Like, oh, okay, yeah. that's yep. much. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. It... As, and, and the end part is they all scream as they like they're discovered and stuff they run to the door and close it yeah like <laughs> the main story of the game is great enough but then the side stuff might actually be better than the main stuff I think so too I mean the side quests inside South Park the Stick of Truth it definitely outshines some of the main quest stuff cause look what you do with the main quest stuff so far it's like not only do you go on like uh and do the various stuff for Koopa Keep and stuff for Cartman's faction and stuff. But you have to rescue Craig from the school. Which I gotta admit, though, that is pretty funny with the ginger kids and all the other stuff. But uh, you gotta get... You gotta beat up Token's security guard. You had to get a gas mask from Jimbo in order to, like, just go past the security guard. 
that it's like you got to beat up a bunch of meth heads or something near Kenny's house and stuff in order to get the special ingredient for Tweak's blend of coffee. <laughs> I mean, it's just one memorable moment after memorable moment and stuff. And the way it's so creatively, like, done, it's unlike any type of story I've experienced in an RPG. And that, it's just so quirky. It's like earthbound-esque sort of weirdness combined with like paper mario style gameplay and it makes it such a fantastic game but uh yeah after just doing all that and stuff i'm not too sure when i'm going to be finished with this game i am pretty close in saying that i'm over halfway there i am going to just forget about al gore for now as the boss and i'm going to go ahead and just continue the main campaign stuff Unless I can find the kindergartners and, like, some other, like, uh, homeless people or something to beat up on the <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's about it for me gaming this week, man. It's like, I've been mostly playing stuff on the PS4. Nice. Very cool, man. Uh, that's a great game. No, I'm, I really want to go back and play that game again. Um, I know. I think I may have to eventually. Yes. You have to get fractured by a hole next now. Um, but let's move on to some of our uh, topics this week. So, uh, a couple of big ones, but uh, a few side things that aren't necessarily news. Uh, but uh, Well, they're news, but they're not really typically stuff we go over. But uh, first up, the NES Classic is back. Um, been out there. Uh, I've seen a bunch of pre-orders go up yesterday. It's Saturday night's recording. came out June 29th. I actually got mine today, all the way from the UK, uh, which is really yeah. cool. Um, I ended up paying, like, ten dollars less for it to get it you know with, with their with the uh currency difference uh which is nice uh kind of sucks though the they didn't actually put it in like an amazon box they just shipped the box to me the actual nes classic box to me and they just stuck the shipping label to the box uh so i got which i'm surprised that still was not yeah. stolen by yeah, the so way the box is a little beat up which is a little disappointing because uh, I, I ordered my snes classic from the uk i've actually ordered two from the uk the first one i got was that uh, the box was Barely holding on, uh, the 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 Amazon box they shipped it in, uh, but the inside was fine. But then the one I ordered a couple months ago is looks pretty much brand new. I, I opened it one time, with with Gables uh, on video showing him. Yep. And um, yeah, so the box is a little beat up, but it's cool now. I have both. Um, now it's going for the sixty four classic, but that's back out there now. Uh, it seems like it's it's a little more common, uh, to, a little easier to find online. It's kind of popping up and going away fairly quickly, but I've been seeing a lot of people on, uh, like on Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that. They go to the they go to the store and they just see a bunch sitting there, actually like brick and mortar uh, stores. So great to see that. Um, I'm curious to yeah. see like how that does long not long I should I don't know long term might be the wrong phrase, but you know a month from now, yeah. how easy are these things to be fine? Two weeks from now, is this going to be like for the first week, we'll we'll see postings online for hey they're up on GameStop, hey they're up in Best Buy, hey they're on up on Amazon, or you might find some in the store and then they're gone forever. They said they plan on selling them through the end of the year, but I'm I'm wondering uh, how uh, common they'll be able to find. How you know I I it's, I think people that really 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 want one will probably be able to get one, but I'm curious like you know the thing we thought they were going to be. A couple of years ago, when they when they started this, was we just can go to the store and just go buy one. They're sitting on the end of a shelf somewhere now. It uh, doesn't seem that's the case. So I'm hoping that you know maybe that will be the case or close to it at least. 
where we can at least get one. Uh, what about you, Gables? Well, let's see. I know for a fact when they did the whole Super Nintendo Classic stuff, they did a better job in sort of supply. I was still finding, I was still finding units of that, like afterwards, like for the next month after its initial release, because I had stayed that midnight for that launch in order to not only get up, like pick up one for my little brother and stuff, but it's like I think it was like a random Sunday morning. Like, about a couple weeks after. I'm thinking maybe like a week or so after that I found one and got one for myself. Yeah. But for this NES Classic stuff, there wasn't anywhere inside my Walmart today, which suggests that probably some people have already bought up that damn thing in droves. But, uh, uh, well, let's just wait and see. I mean, for one, I do not trust a lot of the inventory stuff to last more than, like, say, the initial month. God, this is the same... Walmart that I've dealt with in terms of like availability for things that launched, like say for the Switch and for the NES Classic before. Plus, hell, I was lucky enough to get that special edition PS4 like a couple weeks ago only because it was the last one there and <laughs> it was like a $300 item. But for a $60 item like an NES Classic that's that popular and it's been advertised in my local news stations and like. Even, like, touting, it's like, oh, hey, GameStop has not in stock, oh, this has not in stock. Like, I do not trust the availability of this, because even though Nintendo did do a better job, say, with the Super Nintendo Classic in order to supply it for at least a month, I do not trust them in terms of, like, the stocking and quality of, say, the NES Classic. Yeah. They have not given me a reason to believe in that. that um, that's fair. I mean, after, what, a decade or more since the Wii... Uh, it... I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what's more telling and stuff like that. For the NES Classic, the only way I was able to get one NES Classic for my little brother is buying it used at a GameStop almost two years later. Yeah, and that's like the <laughs> luckiest uh, thing in the world probably to happen. Like, yep. the, the fact that somebody would actually sell it at a GameStop uh, is crazy to me. Like, they could have sold that on, especially that time, uh... You, know, you could have sold that on eBay probably for, uh, you know, hundred about a yeah. hundred. Oh yeah, easily minimum hundred bucks. They would have made a forty dollar plus investment. Yeah. So, yeah, that's really lucky you got you're able to get the one. But uh, yeah, like yeah. you said, they have not earned the right to uh, get the benefit of the doubt. Um, I'm hoping they can. Agree. Uh, it's actually kind of cool. Uh, nerves from talking ship actually. Uh, was able to buy the NES Classic and the uh, NES SNES and NES Classic. At the same time at Target today, at his local Target. That is amazing, and I'm so glad yeah. for him, because he's that type of gamer where he loves a lot of that retro yeah. stuff. He loves a lot of the old platformers and this and that, so good yeah. on him. So it's cool our... to see that. That and, you know, We've still, really ever since the SNES Classic came out well, about a year ago, um, we have, uh, uh, yeah, last fall. So in that time, we, we, we I still see postings all the time for SNES Classics. You know, At least probably every week or two, I'll see... Hey, they're up on GameStop. Hey, they're up on like Walmart.com. You know, just randomly popping up places. Um, so hopefully we get something like that for the rest of the year because uh, they did say they're going to stock them for the rest of the year. So I guess we'll we'll see though okay. uh, about that. But um, moving on to something bit of a sad note, Gables. Uh, okay. I just want to take this this time right here to say rest in peace and peace to uh, Toys R Us. Oh yeah, yep. that's right. The last bits of being a Toys R Us kid actually ended yesterday. Yep. Uh, yeah, yes. So my local Toys R Us, um, the, the, there's two local. Uh, well, there's one that 
really close miles. There's another one that's a little bit, little ways out, but not too far. Um, they both closed well over a month ago. I want to say they closed in like April. Um, so I was kind of surprised uh, that up until a couple weeks ago, I started seeing posts about, hey, it's finally over for everybody. I'm like, oh, I thought they were all gone, but kind of find out they weren't. Uh, but yesterday was the final day. I guess in Canada, they're still thriving though, fairly well. But uh, here in the United States, they are in pretty much everywhere else. They are um, gone. Uh, so I want to take a moment to kind of shut that out. And it's just, it's a little, you know, I didn't, it was kind of sad, like to show a picture of Jeff the giraffe uh, and like uh, saying, like waving goodbye, uh, like the Toys R Us uh, Twitter feed did. And it's like, he's in an empty Toys R Us that the shelves are all in. Like the shelves are there, but they're all empty and everything like that. Um, but I was like, that kind of hit me a little bit, surprisingly. Uh, I was just like, because I was never really much of a Toys R Us kid back in the day. Like, uh, you know, I, I have, I remember the, the one, the real big memories I have of like Toys R Us is like, I remember Justin and I and stuff, we go to like, they used to have a Pokemon League uh, back in the day. I don't know if yours had one or not. Um, I don't know. But uh, you used to have to call like, we like we as soon as they open on Saturday morning, we call and like reserve because they only allow so many people in there, and you had to, like uh, call and get yourself on the list to go because like there's only like a dozen kids would be allowed to go in this, and uh, you like we just go there and we like we you battle random kids on like the on the Pokemon Yellow and Red and Blue, uh, and then like you can play the act oh, yeah I you see. play like, the actual card game and you battle other trainers and you can real real gym badges. Like the we like the actual like yeah I remember that yeah so it was like I, I had like five or six at one point um I remember we just go there all the time and like battle random people and stuff it was kind of cool because it was like the only way I can really test my my deck out against other people and like I thought I had really good cards and come to find out no I did not have really good cards like I, I had no <laughs> strategies just like I just picked Pokemon I liked and I just kind of made a deck out of those uh but that was always cool back in the day doing that um and then like. Uh, every now and again, you go there, and the scooters would be uh, like they're right next to the mall, uh, the one our local one. So we go over there, and like the scooters were always like left sitting out. So we just ride the scooters around the Toys R Us when like we were like <laughs> stupid teenagers. Uh, so I remember like one time we stole a shopping cart from there and rode it across the parking lot oh, wow. to the mall, and then uh, we like took turns sitting in, in the in the in the uh, uh, shopping cart and riding around the, the mall and. Almost got suspended from the mall for a little while. Well, my yeah. God. So I don't know. Do you? Yeah. So, <laughs> I was just sitting there thinking about that. I'm just like, oh man, that kind of hit me. Like I was just like thinking about those. But man, we're, like, kind of sad. Like there was actually some cool moments. Like at Toys R Us. Like because I really didn't do a whole lot outside of that. Um, once I became like a teenager, I, I don't think I really. Ever, I went there outside of a handful of times to like pick up. Like I remember Justin and I going there and getting like uh, special like amiibos. Uh, and stuff like I remember we went there and they're like buy one get one half off and like they had like exclusively like Mewtwo's there and Justin and I going there on a Sunday after Frisbee Golf when they first opened to go get uh, Mewtwo's uh, one ah. of the nerdiest things I've ever done uh, <laughs> 11 <laughs> o'clock on a Sunday waiting outside the Toys R Us for it to open to go get a Mewtwo the Amiibo uh, and then, like, I got like some I think I got Nest there too and a couple other ones so yeah I don't know Gables, I mean, have you ever, did you, I don't know, I mean, did you do having fun moments with Toys R Us, or did you ever, like, were you a Toys R Us kid? I was never really a Toys R Us kid, to be perfectly honest with you. Because of how far out I lived, the closest GameStop was all the way in Silverdale, Washington, which 
is roughly like around an hour and a half away from where I am at currently. So when I was a kid, I only went to Toys R Us a handful of times. One by choice, the other not so much. <laughs> so the time I went to Toys R Us that I remember the most was my mom and I and like in our family, we went to Toys R Us because we had to pick up an RF switch for my older brother's Sega Genesis. Mm-hmm. So apparently the one that he had ordered did not uh, suit his console and he needed like an RF switch badly because I think either the dog or something else like something happened to his old one. So we had the closest one, the closest place in all of that area was not in Clallam County, the whole that county. We had to go all the way, I think either to Pierce or whatever the hell county or something like that, go all the way to Silverdale in order to go to this one Toys R Us that had this RF switch for his Genesis. So, inside there, I went ahead and I got a chance to play a little bit of the... I I was like five years old at the time of this happening, by the way. So, I had a chance to play games on some of the Super Nintendo, like, uh, Kosaics they had there. Like, I actually had a chance to play a little bit of Killer Instinct, back before I knew what the hell Killer Instinct was. (laughs) And, uh, I ended up picking up a game, actually. I convinced my mom to actually buy me a game that was inside, uh, that game, that store and stuff. And I went ahead, checked out a bunch of the box arts, and there was one game there that I saw that actually separated itself from everything else, because it was so weird looking, and it was so, like, crazy. And being it, it was, like, 1993, 94, the game that I chose was for the Super Nintendo, and it was Star Fox. Nice! The original Star Fox. I spent the entire rest of that trip, from that Toys R Us and stuff, I went ahead and I kept checking out the box cover, I checked out the back, and I, obviously I could barely read at the time. I mean, I could read somewhat, but I read little bits here and there for the end of the box, but I kept looking at the pictures and all of this stuff. And later on that night, you know, after we got home, it was like about maybe 7, 8 o'clock at night. I opened the box, my parents helped me hook up the Super Nintendo in their room and stuff, and I had a chance to play that game, and I literally played the training mode. Because, you know, when you power on the original Star Fox for the first time, you're met with that whole computer-generated, like, FX chip, like, 3D models. And for that time, it kind of blew me away. Because, holy shit, this is actually pretty cool looking, you know? It's like... That stuff, plus that whole experience, so... In a way and stuff, I did not go to Toys R Us as much as I wanted to back in the day when I was a kid. Because I would always hear about cool games being there, like... Various toys that I could not get because of the whole... Stuff, because of sticking at one area for so long. (laughs) But, uh... From the times I did go, I did enjoy what I... You know, it had experience and stuff, you know, picking up the game, playing little bits of, like, old classic games. And, well, that's pretty much it, though. I mean, I'm kind of sad it's not around anymore, but at the same point, it's like, that was just a part of the time in my life and stuff where I guess I just wasn't meant to just visit a toy store. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, it sucks. You know, it sucks it's gone. Uh, Say once again, rest in peace and peace to uh, Toys R Us. Um, But moving on to some... uh, you know, some Pokemon news, actually. Uh, this is not Switch Pokemon news. This is Pokemon Go news, Gables. Oh, okay, that's... Yeah! Uh, it is 
back apparently. So according to uh, superdata.com, they uh, May 2018 was the best the be- best month. I can't speak apparently. Best month since the launch uh, of the game uh, in July 2016. I think it had like a hundred. Um, oh, so uh, had a hundred four million dollars in uh, earnings uh, last month, and as up a hundred seventy four percent since this t- uh, this time last uh, year. So a big surge apparently in the month of May. Um, I want to point out it was a little over a month ago on this uh, very fine podcast. Uh, I said I was playing Pokemon Go again, and apparently now it's like one of those popular games in uh, um, in mobile again. I think it was the fourth uh, in earnings uh, on all on all the apps on um, iOS and Android uh, last in the month of May. I'm assuming I, Fortnite destroyed it with like uh, over 320 million dollars in earnings, but uh, still yeah. 104 million up, almost double what it was uh, this time last year. Uh, Great to hear that. I'm wondering. I'm, I'm just kind of curious what what caused it. To me, it caught, what caused it was the Pokemon Let's Go games being announced. Uh, so I'm wondering if, like, maybe that the Pokemon Let Go Let's Go games are bigger than what we what I thought they would be um, for like you know the casual audience. Uh, but I know they added some. They added like the friends list uh, earlier this week. Um, and you can actually trade Pokemon yeah, now too. You can actually friends. trade with your friends, but I think you gotta be within like a hundred meters though, which kind of sucks. So, uh, so you know, some, which is weird for a mobile game. They're gonna make it, uh, you know, you gotta be like together. But uh, you can send gifts. Like I can go to a, a Pokestop and uh, uh, you know spin it, and then you can send your friend a gift. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Like I've been getting a lot of gifts. So uh, you get like you don't get you get you don't get as like. You know, crazy amount of stuff. You'll get like some Pokeballs and some revives and things like that. Um, so it seems like it's kind of it's it's it. Like I I didn't know like in the last few weeks I've been seeing a lot of stuff on like Twitter, uh, people talking about it, and I'm just like I I, I but I couldn't tell if it was like is it just because I'm paying attention now because I'm playing it again, or is it like is this bigger, is it big again? And I, I maybe not big, but it was is it more popular than what it was. Uh, because of the Pokemon Let's Go games, it, 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 it seems like to me that, um, you know, it, well, not just doesn't seem like it, but it is actually the fact that uh, it's the most popular it's been in almost two years, uh, which is great to see. Uh, what about you, Gables? Are you, are, you, uh, are you interested in jumping back into Pokemon Let's Go or Pokemon Go? I'm not sure at the moment, Tyler. I mean, for one, I've never really had any good positive experience while playing Pokemon Go. I mean, hell, when the game first launched, there were so much issues, along with everyone else, the, even the connect-ons of the game. And even so, the last time I did play Pokemon Go, I think it was last year, where I did like run out of little Pokeballs, this and that and stuff. I caught a bunch of creatures, but at the same point, at that time, it's, I didn't really feel like I wanted to go forth and spend the extra cash in order to get more Pokeballs. Because it's, like, it's a free-to-play game, I only play it sparringly. So it's like, I don't really see too much of the point, but at the same point, yeah, the whole Let's Go games are going to be coming out, and that, along top of having a purpose of actually putting those Pokemon inside the damn game, you know, trading them from your Pokemon Go account to the Switch, yeah, that's that's pretty tempting, honestly. That is pretty yeah. tempting. Especially for those that actually have a complete set of, like, the 151, which, that is still crazy to me, that you can do mm-hmm. that. But, uh... 
I don't know. We'll just wait and see, though. I mean, my interest is, like, very, like... It's in the middle. It's borderline right now. I am so burnt out on Pokemon stuff <laughs> at the fair. moment. Where it's like... I really could not care less right now. No, that's fair. <laughs> that, that, no, I definitely understand that you're spending hundreds of hours playing them earlier this year. Um, I don't know. I, I, I put, like... I've been playing it for a little over a month now. I put 15 bucks into it. Uh, I put 5 bucks yeah. into it two years ago, so I've put in $20 into this over the course. And it's just like kind of funny. Like I've been playing it, and now like uh, I don't know if it's me playing it or me talking about it with people at work, but now other people, a couple other people at work are playing it, so now we're talking about it. Um, so that, that's kind of added some fun to it. And I'm, you know, it, was just, it, it was the last time things were well, really great in America, too. You know, Until Trump happened. Uh, started to get political know, people, but uh, you know, uh, so it was right before all that happened. Well, are you at least in? Are you at least enjoying? Yeah, I'm, I, I, um, I don't know why I'm so. I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> like I think I am. Like it's cool when you level up. Like I've gone from like level twelve, so I didn't play it a whole like. I played it for a good few weeks, and I remember Justin and I going downtown, walking around like the when. Yeah, like the craziness when it first happened, um, and that was fun. Um, but like, I'm, I'm, it was kind of cool. Last night, I actually went. I went to a. I went downtown to go like where like it's really popular. Yeah, I went to go pick up some food, and I was sitting there for like 15 minutes, and like there was a Poke Stop right there, and uh, there was a few Poke yeah. Stops on the way home. Got those, and uh, like just, I caught a bunch of cool Pokemon, like much cool Pokemon that you don't normally see, like at my house, like. Like it's like almost like it knows like the place you're. It makes sense it's your phone, but like it knows like your your main yeah. areas where you're at. Because like when I'm at home, I just see a lot of rotata rotatas and uh, pidgeys and stuff like that. And every now and again, I find some cool stuff. But it's like when you're like out at like different areas, or maybe it's just because it's more of a popular area. It's you know being downtown. Um, I caught a bunch of cool stuff, but like when you catch like some cool unique Pokemon or some stuff you don't see all the time that's cool but like uh, I don't know like that that there's like that cool little like you know you get the little spark and you're like yeah that's cool man I got this or you evolve like you finally get enough candies to <laughs> yeah. evolve your Pokemon uh there's like some there's some cool moments but I, I would say um am I enjoying it I don't know I don't think so but it makes you feel good I guess I don't know uh so uh yeah uh, it's fine um, uh, but, um, moving on, because then you're going to start making a question if I start like Pokemon Go. And I don't like that, Gables. Don't make, don't question. Don't question me. You're don't question it. Like, Stop, I... Don't bring, it's philosophical. Yeah, don't bring logic to this conversation. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you should, everybody should play Pokemon Go. It's, it's, it's a, it's a time. Um, but moving on. So something special. Speaking of something that's ancient, that kind of was yeah. popular years ago and now is popular again, uh, the Halo TV show is actually happening, Gables. So, yeah, the Halo, the Halo uh, Showtime and uh, Microsoft, I assume, and 343 Industries have reached an agreement. They're going to do uh, Showtime has ordered 10 episodes for the show, uh, which it is calling the most ambitious series ever, which I almost got to agree with. Because I don't know what the hell is going on with this. Why? Why is this happening? Uh, this they've been trying to make a Halo TV show for I swear a decade now, um, and it's they they were now when they first announced uh, uh, the Xbox One, they're gonna like they're like it was all about TV, 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 TV. The big thing they had was like, hey, we're making a Halo TV show and we got Steven Spielberg. 
And before that, they were trying to do a Halo TV, TV show for years. It never happened. Then Steven Spielberg dropped out of it. They tried making a Halo movie. That didn't happen. Uh, with Peter Jackson, of all people. They've had big names in this, and it's fallen apart. So, uh, it's just super weird. Like, like I don't know if this is... I, I'm, I'm curious. Like, I live in, I guess, like, um, like for online world, like, I'm, I'm not in, like, a... Uh, Halo echo chamber or anything like that. I don't really know. I know people in real life that like Halo, but I don't think they like they still love Halo. They still love Master Chief, but uh, I've, I've talked to them about it, and they don't seem like super excited about it. Um, I'm curious how it's going to play out. I'm curious how it's going to work out. Uh, it just this feels like not even five years too late. This feels like ten years too late. Like Halo Three was probably the peak of its popularity in 2000. I want to say 2007 and I think it was 2008 so yeah 10 years ago and here we are like you know we've had a dozen games since it seems like and uh, a new a new uh, studio making it Bungie's long gone uh, 343's in uh, I just I don't like, I'm not going to knock them for it. This could be really cool. I'm curious how they're going to make it work. Like Master Chief. Like is he going to take the helmet off? Is this going to have to do anything with Master Chief? Is this going to have to do with uh, Corolla? Coriana? Cortana? Cortana. Yeah, Corolla. That one. Coriola? Yeah. Is this like an Italian dish or something? I don't know. I was thinking it was... She was... I was The next thing I was going to say was the Mexican beer, but... Yeah, Corona. Yeah, Corona. I'm gonna go, yeah, Corona. My Corona. Um, my Sharona. Is that her name? It's Martin Sharona. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I just don't see like a Halo TV show and what they're gonna start getting everything together in 2019. Probably gonna start filming it in late 2019, 2020. So this show is probably three years away. So, unless, I mean, obviously, a thoughts can happen by then. Uh, I just don't see why a Halo TV show is not really something to be super excited about. Even, I know I'm not a Halo guy or anything, I'm not gonna, you know, uh, but even from a fan perspective, like, when it was, like, when the Halo game came out, it was like, it was like Halo and Call of Duty were, like, the two biggest events in gaming of the year when those games came out. Now it's like, no one really, there hasn't been, you know, I don't think the excitement's there, really, especially since Bungie left. Uh, well, I can understand that. I mean, when Bungie left, the whole excitement things around Halo kind of diminished once 343 Studios did take charge. And yeah, even though like some bits of like the Halo mythos or something like that past Halo 3 has been sort of like shoddy here and there and stuff, the thing about it is a lot of the stories, though, from the Halo universe, some bits can be pretty interesting. So I'm kind of interested in seeing what direction the series will go through. Will it cover say, the absolute beginning parts of, say, like, the whole, the whole, like, Earth-like Federation stuff against the Covenant and stuff like that, will it actually span out, like, decades or, like, a millennia things earlier and stuff, the whole thing with the Forerunners and stuff. I mean, there is definitely a lot of possibilities to make this TV show actually decent. Because the thing about Halo as, like, a sci-fi story, it's, I think it's actually okay. Yeah. It's not, like, say, the most fantastic things. It's not, like, say, a Firefly or, like, a Star Trek or, like, oh, any type of, like, major intricate little, like, uh, things shoved in here and there and stuff. But at the same point and stuff, 
Halo as a story, the different types of stories from, like, the books, some bits of, like, some of the materials that I've seen, hell, even, like, some of the Halo stories that made it their way onto video and stuff have been somewhat interesting that I've liked watching. But, uh, yeah, you know what, when that thing eventually does come out, I would love just to give it the watch, you know, to watch a couple episodes, see how I feel. But, yeah, the potential is there. I mean, it could be a potentially good series, honestly. Yeah. Um, I mean, and people that, like, I remember back in the day uh, that love Halo swore that the books and comics and stuff like that, that like, it has a deep, really interesting lore. But yeah. I, I think for this thing to be really massively successful, it's going to have to rely on, you know, the fan favorites. It's going to get the casuals, the casual fans involved. That you're really, especially, you know, 20 years plus into the series, uh, you're going to really want to deal with uh, My Sharona uh, and uh, Master Chief's <laughs> relationship um, in the flood, maybe. Yeah, I'm just kind of, I don't know. It, it, when I heard the news, I'm just like, wow, like, just stunned. I'm just like, I didn't know this thing was still happening, and just this feels... Well, yeah, you know, it's it's some parts, it's Microsoft's fault, pretty much, because of, like, how stagnant Halo has been since, like, the release of Halo 5 and stuff. And even so, like, say, the Halo Infinity stuff that they're coming out with, for their new game it's like halo is there people who do enjoy playing the game do play it but it's not as massively big as it once was in terms of like when halo 3 released and yeah. stuff and all the other stuff that was the peak of that series popularity that whole stuff and it's up to microsoft really to establish that gaming franchise and try to expand it to where it's something that feels great again in terms of quality in terms of things where people could actually get more excited other than say like casual people here and there from the sci-fi point of view that's just my opinion though. yeah no i agree I, like i said you stepped away for a minute but uh, uh you know peter jackson tried to make this a movie and it didn't work steven spielberg tried to make this a tv show five years ago and it didn't work mm-hmm. uh so but i don't know i got i mean maybe with when you have somebody you have showtime helping fund it we'll see uh i i'm I'm interested to see see how it works out. You know, we I don't think we've had a lot of, if any, um, like video games turn into like a live action TV show before. So it would be right. uh, interesting to see how it plays out. Um, it could be big. You know, I, you know, Tomb Raider. I watched that movie a few weeks ago, the new one, and it's actually pretty good. Like it's like the first legitimately like pretty like halfway decent, you know, uh, video game movie ever outside of Mortal oh, the Kombat. Tomb Raider. Yeah. So, you know, Mortal Kombat is a, is a good movie, but it's it's not an actually good movie. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's a great movie actually. It's just, but it's not technically a good movie. Uh, but moving on to our very last topic, and it's a long one, Gables. Okay. So, I'm gonna. Have, I, I, I'm usually when I when I like pulls like topics, I, I'll go through some. I'll read some articles and I'll pull some bullet points out to read through them. Uh, so Jason Schreier, uh, one of the best in the business as far as like getting rumors and releasing uh, leaks and stuff like that final information uh, from Kotaku he uh, usually when he writes an article uh, they're long and there's a lot of really good points so I ripped out chunks of it um, but there's still a lot to read so bear with me guys for a minute here uh, so first off uh, Google um, is sounds like they're making a console um, so mm-hmm. Give me, I'm gonna get some, take some deep breaths here before I, I start reading this off. But uh, 
All everything I'm reading is directly from the article. Check it out on Kotaku. Uh, just sure I did it. He's fantastic at what he does. But uh, um, this is all from him. Uh, we haven't heard many specifics about Google's video game plans, but we have heard uh, it is, is that it's a three-pronged approach, some sort of streaming platform, some sort of hardware, and an attempt to bring developers under the Google umbrella, whether through aggressive recruiting or even uh, major acquisitions. That's the word from five people who have either been briefed on Google's plans or heard about them secondhand. Uh, Google has been exploring uh, video game initiatives for most of the decade. In 2014, the company was reportedly poised to acquire Twitch before Amazon swooped in. Rumors uh, for years that Google was also attempting to launch an Android-based console, similar to the Amazon's Fire TV, but that didn't happen uh, until the 16 Google-incubated studio Niantic uh, scored one of the game- biggest uh, gaming successes of the last de- decade with Pokemon Go, but Niantic had spun out uh, into its own independent company the year before. Uh, and Google has a long history of hiring game developers for, for projects that never quite materialize. Um, so they've been trying for years and failing. Uh, at the game developers at GDC uh, in March of this year, Google representatives met with several big video game companies to gauge interest in its streaming platform, which is codenamed Yeti. Uh, Google also took meetings at E3 in Los Angeles a few weeks ago. Those social said, from what we've heard, uh, the company is looking not just to woo game developers to the Yeti service, but to buy development studios entirely. Uh, so what is the streaming platform exactly? Uh, Google services uh, would offload the work uh, um, of rendering graphics to beefy computers elsewhere, allowing the, even the cheapest PCs to play high-end games. The biggest advantage of streaming, as opposed to physical disk or downloads, is that it would remove hardware barriers from games. Games like Call of Duty can reach a significantly bigger audience if players... Don't need an expensive graphics core, uh, card or console to play them. As one person familiar with Yeti described it, imagine playing uh, The Witcher 3 on a Google uh, on a tab in Google Chrome. Uh, some of the rumors uh, we've heard suggest that it'll link up with a streaming with a streaming service in some way. Uh, other tech um, other tech companies haven't fared too well either. Uh, Amazon has spent the past four years making big investments in the gaming, spending millions of dollars, many millions of dollars to woo top developers, build its own game engine, and buy companies like Twitch and Double Helix. Even with three uh, full-fledged studios in operation, Amazon um, has yet to uh, ship a game. Um, some developers we've spoken to have heard about the project are skeptical. skeptical. Google's history of starting and abandoning initiatives is a red flag. Uh, for example, Google Glass was supposed to be like a huge thing in Within like a year, uh, it was abandoned. Uh, in January 2018, the company hired Phil Harrison, the veteran video game executive who spent long stints at Sony and Microsoft as a top manager on the PlayStation and Xbox. Um, as top manager on PlayStation and Xbox, he's also the CEO of um, Atari for a year. Uh, Google has been on a massive hiring spree, bringing in experienced video game developers and marketers from EA, PlayStation, and many other top companies. Uh, so a lot there. I'm sorry for kind of you know there's some hard cuts there, but um, I, I just kind of cut out some of the big the big stuff that have it. Like I said, there's a lot more. If you want more detail, there's a lot more inside baseball stuff. Uh, you can check out his article uh, on Kotaku. Um, all right. So Gables, with all that, um, do you, do you think there's room in the video game market for a fourth uh, major console out there? And would you be interested in uh, potentially getting a fourth console? First off, yes, there is definitely a room for more competition in terms of the video game industry landscape at the moment. We look at the current video game landscape and the major players that are in play right at the moment. You got you got big companies like Sony with their PlayStation, you got Microsoft with the Xbox, got Nintendo with the Switch currently, and even so you have 
Steam with their whole marketplace, you know, Valve and stuff with their whole marketplace thing with the whole Steam and all the accessibility. You have even like big name companies have their own like storefronts and their own major things like EA has their whole Origins and stuff and Ubisoft has their own like uh, Uplay stuff. So Google actually getting into this whole gaming landscape in terms of say having their own service, having their own maybe generalized console sort of way would not surprise me in the least. As for something that I may be interested in, it it's really at this point in time after hearing a lot of the info and reading into a lot of like what this is supposed to be, it's definitely ambitious to say the least. Now we're talking about aspects of trying to run high-end PC games without the use of major like video cards or processors and all streaming back and forth between the service. Yeah, that's pretty hard to believe, to be perfectly honest with you, in my opinion. Because even when you do play certain games on PC, if, you're, if your laptop or your like regular home computer can't even hardly run some of the higher-end stuff without having to invest in upgrading certain like graphics cards or even like upgrading like particular points entirety then you know what you're not gonna get the most out of specific games that run in high-end like ultra settings or something like that so it's it's kind of hard for me to con you know just uh conceive how exactly they are going to go forth with this type of a service it's interesting to see if they do eventually say if Google does eventually have this be pretty successful in their own way, I mean, to me, yeah, this definitely does sound ambitious, and there are definitely red flags that are being raised, especially since you did bring up a good point inside that Jason Schreier article about the whole thing about Google Glass and how many red flags that game developers had because of how quick Google was to sweep that under the carpet and just kind of ignore it because that was pretty much a failure in its own right. Yeah. But, uh... If this if this actually works out for Google, this could be a potentially game-changing sort of way for the PC landscape. And what I'm saying, a game-changer, it's getting rid of some of the nuisance things that PC gamers have had for years. Like, if you want to play a game on the Ultra settings, you don't have to spend hundreds of dollars in order to invest in sort of like constructing your own like gaming PC you know, sort of like spending like maybe a couple thousand just for a good processor or a couple thousand just to con- just in order to mold and to create that ideal gaming PC that will last you for about 10 plus years, hopefully. But uh, it also brings up the sort of the ease of use for many, many gamers or something like that that have had issues with playing like PC games in the past, you know, where it's like, okay... Since the price barrier and stuff is not going to be an issue, then just plugging in a controller to play, possibly. I mean, there are a lot more questions I have in regards to this whole Google stuff and their interest in the video game industry than than that may not actually be answered for like quite a long while. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely interested in seeing what happens. So yeah, I am interested. Yeah, potentially. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm. Do my best not to ever doubt, um, you know what these companies can do. You know, like uh, a lot of people doubted Sony when uh, when they were going to announce PlayStation One. Like, ah, oh, that ain't yeah. gonna work. You know, Sega, Nintendo got got this uh, 
everything locked down. And, you know, we all know how that went. Same thing with Xbox. No one believed that was going to happen. And it didn't look like it was. And 360 turned around. Um, no one thought Nintendo was going to turn. No one thought the Switch was really going to succeed after the Wii U. And, and yeah, we saw how that happened, too. Yeah, we see how that's going. Um, and now with, uh, you know, Google, I'm uh, I'm not going to really doubt it. We've never, I don't think we really had four big players at once. Um, usually two or three. Uh, and right, well, really... Maybe not so much like, say, four players at once. There were, like, elements back in the old days, oh, like, yeah. say, over 20-some years ago, where it's like there were big power players that had their own video game consoles other than, Sony, other than like, Sega and Nintendo. I mean, you had Hudson with the TurboGrafx, like, the TurboGrafx system, then you had, like, Neo Geo, you know, the whole yeah. SNK stuff with Neo Geo and all that other stuff, but, yeah... I see what you're getting at, though. Yeah, no, yeah, back in the, yeah, definitely in the 90s, it seemed everybody was trying to get into the video game world, but, uh, I mean, now it's bigger than it's ever been, so I, I think now would be a good time to do it, uh, you know, especially because it's, it's at, especially with the streaming service, uh, maybe, depending on when this comes out, that could be, if this is, like, five, six years out, who knows what the landscape's gonna look like by then, and then, uh, you know, it's funny, because we talked about 2013 when we started the show, uh, when Xbox came out with like online only and no uh, no trading in games, it's locked to your um, locked to your account. Blah blah blah. Like we all outraged digital games, all that. No, and it's like now now in 2018, like the majority of the games I bought on my PS4 are digital. Like I, I've gone yeah. almost digital on the PS4, um, and I'm almost at the point now where I'm th- considering just going digital with my games. I went digital with my 3DS uh, when we started doing the show five years five years ago. Streaming in HD was a difficulty with my with Netflix. Now I'm streaming 4K, uh, yep. no problem with with the internet we have in, in my location. You know, I live in a, a busy area. You know, uh, in Des Moines, but uh, you know, it's not like uh, it, for what it is. You know, we got pretty good internet. You know, it, this isn't like I'm not living in a cornfield somewhere, but I'm not also not living in like San Francisco anywhere. But now we, we we've got strong good internet service here. Uh, so in you know 2021 2022 23 whatever it could be um who knows where we're going to be at especially if this google fiber stuff i've been trying to do for the last decade or so uh pans out um in the streaming you know things are going the streaming way especially with twitch they tried buying twitch who knows that they, they they could be one of the companies out there that can just make their own uh you know xbox has mixer uh amazon owns twitch now um what was that one that playstation was all about uh there were they, Ustream. Ustream, yeah. I don't know what the hell happened to that thing, but they're that all... Thing is, like, hardly ever used, honestly. Yeah, that was, like... And now they even have an option where you can just stream things on Twitch, so it's, like... <laughs> yeah, I remember that, yeah, like, that was a big thing. You can, like, when you... They actually dropped the whole support thing for uh, Ustream as well, because the things you can actually broadcast on are, like, odd, like, I say, upload stuff. You can do it, like, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on uh, Twitch, but there's no yeah. Ustream at all. Yeah, so, I mean, that tells you how things play... Uh, hand out with them so um i that'd be cool i mean i don't know like being a physical box uh, i don't know if i mean who knows how that work out uh but if the idea of it maybe being like the actual like we always talk about the games pass uh for xbox being like the netflix of gamings but this could be like the real i mean maybe you won't be able to rank you won't, won't be like a flat fee for 15 bucks a month but this can be the closest thing to it where you're just streaming everything and you know you can if i can stream uh the new Madden at 4K, uh, no problem in in five years. You know that'd be great. But uh, 
I don't know. I just it's really interesting to me, like what could potentially happen with this. This can be huge. I, I, but you know, like I was like there, like Jay Shire was saying in his article, you know, Amazon's been trying and failing all decades. Same with Google. Google and them are both they're both been fighting over the same space, trying to uh, you know they've been trying to buy developers, buy gaming companies. Uh, I think Google uh, had actually a game in development and it was supposed to come out this year, and they they canceled it already. So they, that was the only game they've shown off. Uh, in the years they've been like the five years they've been trying to make games and it's been canceled. So um, I mean they're trying and they're the two main companies that that can probably sink a million millions and millions tens of millions of dollars in this. And if even if it failed, like it won't affect them. You know, like most companies, like we've seen like we've seen other people try to break in like on live uh, about over a decade ago. This is basically what on live was back then, and and everybody said back then, and I mean it's. Uh, it seems kind of like it's especially where we're headed now, where we are now, is online was was just a way ahead of its time with the streaming service. It didn't have the support, you know. Uh, it had some square, it had some support from Square Enix, but the games coming out were usually pretty old by then. Uh, like third, like Nintendo's got better third party support, uh, you know, two years ago than what online did did back then, uh, and. Uh, we had the Ouya come out, and they had some support from a lot of like mobile games, and they had a you know, few pretty popular indie games that came to it, but they eventually came to the other consoles too, and that thing mm-hmm. quickly died out. Um, so the people try to jump into that market and failed. I think the the main things they're going to need is uh, they can't go in with like uh, you know, hey, we got THQ, uh, THQ Nordic, we have. Uh, Square Enix, like those are big developers to have, but you need the EAs, you need the Activisions of the world. You need to have those guys in your back pocket. Uh, Ubisoft, like those guys, uh, to create something now, you need those guys. And also, you're gonna need some great first party games come out, which they're they're gonna have to buy some uh, some big companies that have great uh, games already, probably to become they really get attention, the attention of people. You know, like Nintendo. Hasn't had great third-party support for a long time, but they have the first-party games. That's what keeps them around. Uh, and if they don't have that, they're going to, at the very least, need to have some big games uh, that they bought and acquired uh, on their own to really get uh, some attention right off the bat and people take them seriously. Uh, otherwise, I mean, there's going to be, a, you know, like the, like you said, there's going to be another Turbo Graphics or Neo Geo, things like that, um, Atari, where there's going to be another thing that came and went uh, and didn't succeed uh, i'm all i'm all for it you know the more competition the better uh it sounds like it's gonna be it could be very expensive gaming can be more, more expensive in five years from now than what it is now uh, yeah but very true yeah i don't know i just uh i'm not necessarily like, excited for it i guess but i'm optimistic i'm i'm uh, i'm curious to see kind of what plays out with it uh you know i don't think i necessarily want another console but uh i don't you know, I can't. I get. I don't think it necessarily will be a bad thing to have more of, uh, uh, more video games out there. That doesn't sound like a, necessarily a terrible thing. So yeah, uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see. It's probably gonna be a long time before we see anything about it. But uh, yeah, we'll wait and see. But Gables, uh, we've had a lot of technical difficulties this show. Hopefully, uh, if I do my <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. do do a good job, uh, you won't notice those. Uh, we've had multiple drop phone calls uh, during this apparently. Skype and Google Hangout uh, hate us tonight. Uh, but uh, once again, if you guys, uh, hopefully no one noticed that until I said something here. Um, but I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, if you want to hear more from us, we have a Facebook page and group. It is Drunk Dash Runs Podcast. Like and join us on there. Uh, 
Twitter at Drunk Nerds Pod. Follow us on there. Uh, Twitch, Drunk, uh, Drunk Nerds Podcast. Twitch.tv slash Drunk Nerds Podcast. Follow us on there as well. Says friend requests with like friends, friends are good. On YouTube, Drunk Nerds Podcast on there as well. Drunk Dash Nerds, I'm sorry. On there. Uh, subscribe to us. The podcast goes up there. Give us a big thumbs up on those, please. Uh, Move comment, please. And also on iTunes, uh, Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Uh, subscribe to us on there. Leave us a five star review. And like, leave us actually nice, nice little note. We really appreciate it if you did. Um, by that, I've been your host. I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables, so until next week, everyone, have yourself a good week, have yourself a safe 4th of July, and obviously, have yourself a fun time listening to a good old episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Hey, Gables? Yeah. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye! See ya. See ya.